Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Good morning. It's Ann Ortley. Uh, this is uh, my weekly weather show, and I'm broadcasting today from down here in beautiful Florida on a gorgeous and sunny Sunday morning. It is August 19th, 2018. I am on my cell phone, but I do have three bars, four bars right now, so hopefully this comes through loud and clear. What we do here on the weekly weather is we talk about the weather of the week ahead and how you can use it to plan your life and to use the energies of the heaven in a constructive, positive, and hopefully helpful manner. Um, I've been doing this show for a number of years. We recently voted to move it to the morning. Actually, nobody voted to leave it at the old time of 6.30. Everybody that voted said morning. So um, we're now officially a morning show, Sunday morning, bright and early, so you can enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And listen to it at some time in your leisure rather than waiting for the 6.30 old time. So it's official. We moved it. And we did it on Mercury Retrograde, which is, and, you know, people go to me, you actually do things on Mercury Retrograde? So I'm like, yeah, I actually have Mercury Retrograde by progression. So it's not a bad thing for me. Um, so I, I like it. It often brings about changes that need to happen. And thus we've changed the show time. So we're broadcasting bright and early this morning. Today actually has an interesting energy to it. Today, the 19th, we're going to review it, even though we talked about it last week. We have Mercury stationing to go direct. And Mercury stopped in the sky, and what that means is that he is giving us information, and then he's going to go direct through September, declares his, his retrograde um, shadow. So what happens when planet goes retrograde, you know, they don't actually back up, but it's kind of like when you're driving on the highway. And um, you, you could buy a car, and it looks like you're both stopped, right? And then one of them looks like the car, you pass the car, and it looks like it's going backwards. We know it's not really going backwards, but it appears to go backwards. So here on Earth, when we zoom around the sun, uh, there's planets that stop and appear to go backwards. And Mercury is appearing to go backwards, and he clears a shadow next week, on, or next month, on September 2nd. And he entered his shadow um, when he went into the dark space of what he was going to talk to us about this month. He went into his shadow in June uh, when he hit 12 Leo, which would have been around July, I'm sorry, July, July 7th. And then he went retrograde on the 25th of July. And he's been retrograde now for three weeks. He generally is retrograde for about 21, 22 days. And now he goes direct today went direct last night at midnight, and now he's in Leo, and he's going to clear the shadow where he stopped on, on September 3rd. So basically the whole story of everything you've been working on since July 7th through September 3rd, you get a third pass at. The idea of retrograde planets is they ask us to review things, RE, and so any RE word works, revise, revisit, reorganize, restructure, redo, reconnect. That's why a lot of times when Mercury retrograde happens, you hear from people you hadn't heard from in a while. So my sister is back in the United States for a week. Uh, she'd been gone for 29 months. She moved to Germany. And now she's back here, and she and I are down here visiting my dad. While my stepmom is off in, uh, in Colorado watching, my, watching her granddaughter, my niece, get married. Um, so the wedding was yesterday. Peggy's out there for a week. Mary's here for a week. All of Mary's friends who 
because she lived for 22 years in Jacksonville, are now like, are you? can we see you? Can we see you? <laughs> so her dance card is booked. But here she is on a Mercury retrograde back again. Back in, and of course, she's a Gemini. So she's having, hopefully, a good time. Uh, and um, I'm hopefully not being too bossy of an older sister. I'm a little bossy. Um, but at any rate, we're, have, you know, we're here hanging out at the condo and hanging out with my dad and catching up and, you know, doing that kind of stuff. So what's your Mercury retrograde story? What have you been working on since July 7th? that you're going to work on until September 2nd. What, what thoughts, what changes, what directions? And you look at your Mercury-ruled houses, which are your Virgo houses and your Gemini houses, and your Virgo-ruled planets and your Gemini-ruled planets. And the retrograde is taking place in Leo, so the Leo people can be coming back, or the people that taught you how to think about being a king or queen in your own life. Right? So there's an interesting juxtaposition and you want to kind of know Mercury going direct, that's big. The other thing that's happening today is the third of three uh, trines between Jupiter and Neptune. And that's always juicy because Jupiter and Neptune ask us what our dream is. And we're inspired, we're encouraged, we're talked to about our dream. A lot of conversations about dreams going on. So I had an offer last week. I'm going to, I know it's Mercury Retrograde. We're not going to put it up on the website to sign up, but I'm going to mention it. I'm going to be teaching in Tuscany next May from, uh, uh, we haven't finalized dates, but it looks to be the 18th to the 15th, and it'll be in a little villa, um, a winery actually, in in, uh, Tuscany, so in Italy. If anybody's interested, start saving your pennies. And your quiet money, too. And also, I wanted to promote, because there's Mercury Retrograde, um, I'm a um, board member on OPA, which is the Organization for Professional Astrologers. And one of the things this summer has been doing for all of us has been asking us to uh, sign up for and commit to what the next chapter of our life is, by our Leo-ruled house, because the nodes of fate are going through Leo. So a lot of things have left our lives. We've left our lives. We've left things behind. But if where you're going next is thinking of becoming a professional astrologer, consider signing up for OPA. It's a, they have a conference, a retreat in, in Tucson. Sounds like Tuscany. I'm, I guess I must be hanging out with the TUSC letters this year. I'm going to look at the asteroid Tuscan and see where it is in my chart. Tucson, Tuscany. Clearly I'm having an asteroid in my solar return. But Tucson in October, uh, there's a two-part retreat, one which talks about how you build your practice, and the other one which is helping you get certified as a professional astrologer by OPA, the Organization for Professional Astrologers. So check those out. There's still spots remaining. The hotel does have room. If you call the hotel room direct, hotel directly, they will say it's sold out. But what you do is you've got to get into the rooms, the block of rooms that are held by OPA. And so if you want to do it, OPA, Astrology, Astrology, you'll find our website and then be able to look at Tucson. Uh, and that's in October, that first couple weeks in October. It's one part one, part two. You can do one part, you can do two parts, you can do both parts. Um one for certification, the other one for, you know, uh, techniques on building your practice, you know, designing your website, getting a professional photograph, a bunch of other things, as well as uh, techniques for growing things taught by astrologers who make a living, like me, as a full-time astrologer. And then uh, in September, we'll be launching the website to sign up for Tuscany, but I wanted to say it because we're finalizing it, and I'm really excited. 
and um, to go to Italy. It was cold, so cool. So anyway, that was my uh, that was one of the things I wanted to do more of is travel more for teaching. And I thought, well, you know, yeah, we'll keep doing that. And let's add international. And boom, boom, in came India and Tuscany. And I'm going to have something. The third, the third one should be in September, or I'm sorry, in November of 2020. So we'll see what shows up for then. Um, at any rate, uh, that's the scoop, and so for me, that's my Mercury Retrograde Direct story. Um, officially announcing it right now and telling you to save your calendars. Um, let's see what else. The week is busy. We are in the end of eclipse season, right? So the eclipses are leaving now. We had the last one. We had this was a three-part eclipse season, which was not normal. Normally there are two. But that middle one on on July 27th, that was a mean one. Um, and it was, it was a direct hit. It had Mars on the south node, right? It just people were on their knees. A lot of people I know. But we had the last one last week, which was on the weekend, and it was a full a new moon in Leo. And now as we go towards the full moon that happens uh, next Sunday in Virgo Pisces, three Virgo Pisces, um, we are in the release phase of the eclipse. So, But it's the release to grow. It's saying, hey, go grow here. Hey, grow, grow there. Go and expand wherever you want to go. So we're having a lot of energy around that this week. Mercury stations direct, and we have that last trine of Jupiter-Neptune saying, let's make your dreams come true. And Jupiter, of course, is teaching trine-Neptune, which is wineries. So I'm going to be teaching at a winery, and I'm officially announcing it, so it's very cool. And then this week we also have Venus entering, I'm sorry, the sun entering Virgo. That happens on uh, Thursday, and that is a lot about, um, you know, now we're back to school, back to life, back to the routine, back to the daily rituals, all those good things that Virgo's about. And so there's a lot of energy around that. The other thing that's going to happen is next week on the 27th, which is Monday, Mars stations to go direct. So what that means is this week he is slowing down to a stop. And he's basically stopped Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right, as he comes to a halt. So we have Mercury stopped, which makes communications a little bit more intense or fraught or in you know, kind of coming to conclusions, right? That happens today. And then right after that, Mars is going to stop and go direct. Now, he's been retrograde quite a while. Uh, he was ret- he went retrograde when he got to 28, when entered his shadow when he got to 28 um, uh, Capricorn. And that was, uh, that was May 10th, 11th in there, right? That was when he entered his shadow. And then he went. He got as high as nine. He stationed on June 26th, and nine Aquarius. He's been going retrograde now since then. Uh, and he re-entered Capricorn last week, making him shift from Aquarius to Capricorn. And that always is a little bit of an intensity, right? Because when he shifts into Capricorn, we really start to notice it. So he did the shift on the third, on the 12th. So last week was pretty intense. We had a lot of stuff with uh, Omarosa and the Brennan firing. And the, I mean, Mars and Capricorn is like we're at war. You know, I mean, Mars and Capricorn is a strategic warrior too. You know, it's one of the best Marses you can have. Uh, it's called Exalted. It's not quite as good as Mars and Aries, but it's right behind there. 
And it's a strategic warrior that says, okay, this is the plan we're going to take. Also, Mars is out of bounds, which means he's not following the rules, doing whatever he damn well pleases. But depending on how you like your Mars, and most of us like it, it's our get-up-and-go planet. Some of us don't like it. It's our stay-in-bed because we're not feeling very happy planet. But he does, he does uh, station this week to turn direct, which means when he stops, it's kind of like a giant exclamation point in the sky, and he's stopping at 28 Capricorn. So there's going to be a lot of intensity this week about how to proceed and where to go and war and arguments and fights and but it also, it, it's getting his new direction. Now, remember, this has been a summer of retrogrades. We've had retrograde in every single planet in the sky. And we had Jupiter retrograde. We had Saturn, which Saturn still is. We had Uranus went retrograde. We have Neptune retrograde. Pluto's retrograde. Mars is retrograde. Mercury just went retrograde. Now he's going direct. So now the retrogrades are going to start to unhook. And as one of the, something I read goes, and Jupiter is rocketing full steam ahead through Scorpio. I'm like, ooh, that's what it's going to feel like once Mercury gets, in, gets going forward and once Mars gets going forward. And then next week, the first week in September, when Saturn goes forward and then the end of September when Pluto goes forward, it's going to be full steam ahead. So this is the beginning of full steam ahead. Get ready for the rocket. But with Mars stationing, remember, people are really going to dig in. Because when a planet stops, it amplifies the energy. They're going to dig in around stuff at 28 cap. If you have planets at 28 cap, they're going to dig in on that number. And they're going to park there, right? And they're going to sit there and they're going to be like, all right, stop. Stop. We're going to stop now. And so just watch for it. Um, It does ease up next week when Mars goes direct, but we can anticipate a lot of intensity and a lot of stubbornness. you know, stubborn's good. We don't dislike stubborn. You may find you're digging in on stuff. It may bring up old stuff, too. Uh, you know, my sister's here, and so we've been doing a lot of reminiscing about my mom. And my mom passed when um got sick, which was, you know, when she got sick, we knew she was going to pass, on uh, when, when Saturn and Pluto were at 28 Libra, 29 Libra. So now Mars is there. So it's reminiscent, and it's 35 years, but it was a long time. And when my sister said, you know, the other day at dinner, mom died when I was 23. Well, I wasn't 23. I was 22. I turned 23 the month after she died. And I went, oh, oh. Yeah, so watch for the story. Watch and see if 82 comes up, fall of 82. Because Mars is stopping on that point. Mars, watch and see if you have planets at 28, if they're getting triggered. Because Mars is stopping there. And when he stops, everybody knows this. So he'd be parked. He'd be parked at 2840. He'd be sitting there. He's also joined to uh, Black Moon Willis. <laughs> now, when he joins up with Black Moon Willis, he is not in the mood. Black Moon Willis says, be subservient. And he goes, I am not subservient. I refuse to be subservient, she says. And Mars sits on her head this week. And he sits on her head on August 24th. So watch for the feminine fighting with the authority figure saying, I refuse to be subservient. So we'll see what, how that shows up. Because it's a biggie. It's just going to be one of those weeks. But as we leave eclipse season, we take all the knowledge that we've had over the last eight weeks, nine, last seven weeks, and now we put it to good use. You've been rolling around, figuring stuff out, 
And now the planets say, okay, everybody up and at them. We're moving forward. Nothing to, nothing to see here. Time to move on. The decisions have been made. The stories have been told. The, the, the departure is taken or the plans for the departure is made. And now full steam ahead into the next chapter. Okay? So it's a big week. And do be gentle this week because of the Mars station and the Mercury going direct. Double-check communications. People are really feeling, um, you know, you cannot hear things very well, or you can hear it and uh, think you heard something, and it didn't actually wasn't what you heard because Mercury stopped, and he is the trickster. So if one, and also if your ghosts occur, if people that you have a story with or you have a part of the part of the journey with from your life come forward and say, hey, how are you? Stop and talk to them. They have information to carry for you. They have information to give you. Um, all things for a purpose. Suddenly they're showing up in your life and you're like, well, hi, how are you? And they're like, hi, how are you? And have that conversation. Find out why they're there. Learn something new. It's a, it's a really interesting week. Okay? And, um, and the moons. The moons are nice this week for the most part. Um, but they're action-oriented, okay? So when they're action-oriented like that, they're going to encourage you to get stuff done, whether you want to or not. <laughs> but they are, they are action-oriented. Okay, so to today, the 19th, the moon's in Sag, and it's in Sag tomorrow, and it goes void tomorrow night, eastern, eastern coast times, east coast times, eastern daylight, at 7.47 p.m. with a trine to the sun. The fire Sag moon, fire Sag sun in, or fire sun in Leo, creative opportunity and great ideas that grand trine in fire. Then at 11:50 p.m., 11:59 p.m. tomorrow Monday night, right before midnight, the moon goes into Capricorn, and it's in Capricorn Tuesday the 21st, Wednesday the 22nd, and it goes void at 10:19 in the morning on uh, the 23rd with a conjunction to Mars. So that's a nice, good working working moons, right, Tuesday, Wednesday. And, and Monday's nice. It's a Sag moon, so it's very productive. Then on the 23rd at 12.56 p.m., like a little after lunchtime, so the moon is void from 10.19 in the morning till 12.56. Moon goes into Aquarius on Thursday afternoon. On Friday, it's in Aquarius. Um, Saturday, going void at 12.39 a.m. Moon in Aquarius is going void with a trine to Venus in Libra. So that's, again, a very productive energy. The moon is void all day the 25th. Okay, so the 25th is void all day, but it's in Aquarius, so it's kind of a group energy. Uh, but it's still void. And so we don't not do things on void moons. We just don't do new things. Uh, void moons are fun. They're kind of kick back, enjoy yourself, have a good time kind of moons. And then the moon goes into Pisces at 1.32 a.m. next Sunday night, uh, early Sunday, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, I guess. Uh, 1.32 and it's in Pisces all day Sunday, Monday the 27th through uh, 9.54 a.m. on Tuesday and that moon is exiting with a sextile to Mars. Moon in Pisces, sextiling Mars in Capricorn, who is moving direct. Right? So we have a lot of energy around that shifting, that shifting energy coming forward. 
So we've got a very nice set of moons this week, which makes it good for launching projects, getting things out the door, feeling like you're productive and happy and you're getting things accomplished. And thank heavens all that nasty eclipse stuff is over. And now we're back in our little boats and we're sailing forward. The other thing the sun does is this week is because it's an early Virgo on Saturday, it's going to form a grand trine with Uranus and Saturn, who are both in Earth signs. So that also means this week has the sun moving into a grand trine from fire, creative visionary, into physical manifestation Earth, trining Uranus and Saturn. Saturn's in Capricorn, Uranus is in um, Taurus. Both of them are moving backwards, right? But they're in Earth signs. So that makes this an excellent, excellent week for finishing up outstanding projects that you need to get out the door, off your plate, into the world, right? So I've got a couple of, well, obviously we're developing the website. I'm not there doing it. For Tuscany, I've got some projects here on my computer that once my sister leaves, <laughs> I'm going to work on because I haven't been working on them while she's been here. Um in get out the door stuff I'm supposed to send off, right? So it's a very big week for finishing up stuff and getting it out the door, wrapped up, ready to go. You're done. You did it. Yay, rah. And even old stuff, right? Old, old stuff because of the trine from Uranus and the trine to Uranus and the sun and um, Saturn forming a grand trine, very practical energy, Sun in Virgo, trining Saturn in Capricorn. What's the responsible project you need to finish or get done or get out the door? And Uranus, what's the creative project that you've been working on that needs to get sent? So this is an excellent week for finalizing deals, getting stuff out the door, finding the right person to send it to or connect with. A lot of energy around that. And you want to kind of get it set up and ready to roll, right? So that's the plan. Um, And that is the week. All right, so it's a busy week. So, all right, so we've got the moons. Uh, we did that. The sun this week goes whipping uh, from uh, August 19th. It's a 26 Leo. And by the time we get to the 26th next Sunday, it's a three Virgo. And, of course, it enters Virgo, as we talked about before. Uh, it enters Virgo on August 23rd at a little bit after midnight. This week, Moon has a number. Of, sun has a number of aspects. It's talking, but the nice, really big, juicy one is the one next weekend on the 25th. But the build-up to it is a few days before. So start doing your work this week. Get it out the door. Mar- sun also has an inconjunct to Mars on the 21st, which which is Tuesday, requiring us to adjust a little bit. Um, sun in um, you know arguing with Mars and Capricorn gives us a little bit of a push to kind of try new things or to do it in a different way or perhaps just to stress. And he also wants to break free of stuff because he partners with Uranus by parallel on the 21st. So you can find yourself going, you know, I don't really want to do that. And that's totally cool. You don't have to do it. Mercury this week is, as I mentioned, stopped. So he's going to start moving forward today when he stations direct at 1131. Leo, and then he goes and retraces the steps he did last week, and he's going to, the big the big significant one is the inconjunct next Sunday, I'm sorry, next, yeah, next Sunday, to uh, Neptune. 
So he's going to be talking to you about the dreams. Now, Mercury was in conjunct Neptune uh, at 15. He's on the world axis. That's the degree he was at at the, the eclipse that we had on the new moon that we had two weeks ago. So he, as he comes through there, you know, on that eclipse, I encouraged everybody I knew, do a ritual, do a ritual, take some time and do a ritual. Virgo new moon, make the ritual. Um, if you want to change the plan, right? Because you might have bitten off a little more than you can chew, or maybe not. You know, in our case, we did. I sat with my assistants and we did a little meditation. And when Rose reported that she'd gotten an offer to be in a playwright development group, so she's going to be developing a play with a bunch of other playwrights, young playwrights, and uh, producing it. That one of the things the group does is it produces the play. So that was pretty cool. So I don't think she's changing her list except trying to figure out how to get everything done. Um, and Kate's on vacation, so I'm sure something happened for her. And for me, you know, we got the we got the Tuscany thing. So forward with that. So watch for the news, especially this week around the 26th. The stuff that you were working on or meditating about on that new moon eclipse, you should get an offer, an opportunity to adjust or change it. Venus this week, she's in Libra, and she goes from 12 Libra to 19 Libra. She's going along about a degree a day. She's pretty moving pretty quickly. She is going to be retrograde in a month in uh, Scorpio, so she's happy when she's in Libra because she's getting a lot accomplished. Her big energies this week are her parallels to Neptune on the 19th, saying, okay, what's the dream and how are we working with it? Her in conjunct to Neptune on the 22nd, saying, are you really sure you want that for your dream? And you want to kind of go, yeah, I, I am. I'm pretty sure. And then she kind of gets questioned again on the 23rd because she gets a little visit from Jupiter and Scorpio saying, well, you know, if that's your dream, that means this. And he goes, oh, she goes, okay, okay, I'm, I'm good. I want that. And then she hits the note of fate on the 25th, so watch who you meet and connect with on the 25th. And then, of course, she has a square to Pluto next Sunday, the 26th. Venus and Libra, square Pluto and Capricorn. Now, Libra says, this is who I want to partner with or how I want to partner. And Pluto and Capricorn says, and these are the necessary triangles or these are the necessary things you need to partner. So that's a decision day for her, right? And Venus is happy in Libra. You know, she was in Virgo, a little crabby cranky for part of the eclipse season, and she shifted into Libra and got a little nicer um, last week when she went into, when she went into Libra on uh, the 6th. Um, and now she's making some decisions, right? Because she's in her favorite sign and she's in her full accountability and her full power. So she's she's speaking, uh, she's having a lot of conversations. As we mentioned, Mars is getting going to be stopped at 28. I mean, getting ready to station to go direct next week. But basically he's stopped in the water most of the week, all right? So till that Mars buildup, use the energy wisely, be aware when Mars is stuck, we are a little bit more accident prone. I know it sounds like an oxymoron, but there's a there's a bit of a stumble with him because normally you're planning on moving left and somehow you don't go left, you go right and you run into somebody. So just be a little more conscious with your movements this week. Um, and as mentioned, Jupiter and Neptune have their third and final trine at 15 Scorpio, again, on the world point. So really this energy is really about putting stuff out there and saying things and inviting and encouraging like I did to you come to Tuscany or come to iAstrologer in Tucson 
Um, and Jupiter this week is going 1516 Scorpio. He's moving forward. And in by election day, he's going to be all, through all of Scorpio. So he's now retracing the stuff he was doing last December. So if you find December stories back up, go, oh, that's why. Sun is in a blind spot energy. I'm sorry, Saturn is in blind spot energy to uh, Lilith, Black Moon Lilith at two cap. Uh, and so there's a little bit of energy here where uh, the, the feminine is not interested in being subservient. And so we're going to watch for that as the energy flows along. And Neptune also is in a semi-square to Lilith on the 25th. So again, watch what the story is with feminine energy or subservience around the feminine, right? It's always an interesting story when Lilith gets triggered. Um, and you may find her being triggered in your life where people say, well, you know, you have to do this. And you kind of go, oh, I don't have to do that if I don't want to. Uh, she was she was Adam's first wife, and she didn't necessarily want to do follow the rules, you know. Pluto this week has a high quintile to Pallas Athena on the 25th, which is a brilliant idea coming in. Um, Chiron this week is pretty quiet, although he does have a sextile to Lilith, too. So everybody's talking to Lilith this week. And all I can think of is Amorosa. So maybe her, maybe somebody else, but we'll see what the story is. The female that refuses to be subservient. And Vesta this week is very active. So if you're clearing stuff out or cleaning or moving or getting a new house or moving into a dorm room, this is a great week for it. Vesta's making the nest. She's really into making the nest for you. Alice Athena helps you see things and understand new ways to work with them on the 23rd, especially crabby stuff. And then that's basically it for the rest of the week. Um, it doesn't look like there's a lot of health stuff this week. Um, but there is a little bit of irritation, uh, perhaps, with digestive systems. So if you uh, you get a little tummy ache, you know, it's kind of in the heavens. Um, not bad, but just up there. So that's it. I wish you a great week. This is Ann Ortley signing off from Florida uh, on Isla del Sol, the island of the sun. Uh, as I sit here looking at the beautiful Boca Ciega Bay and hang out with my baby sister, for a few more days before she heads back to Germany. So I wish you all a lovely My Mercury Retrograde story. There's my little sister who's a Gemini. She's back and we're having a good time. So take care and talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.